Welcome to more about officership, an open and honest discussion about officership in Australia. As we move towards One Australia Territory, host Captain Matt Reed is joined by officers from across the country to discuss the challenges and rewards of being an officer today. Well, here we are, another week of uh, the Candidates podcast, and we have two very special guests in the studio with us today. We have Captains Allison and Gareth McDonald. So welcome to both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Good to have you here. Nice uh, nice of you to join us. One of the things we want to talk to you guys about is your pathway to ministry because it was very different, I guess, from uh, what a lot of people would traditionally know as the pathway into ministry. But we'll get to that. But first, we want to learn a little bit about you. And we're going to go with you first, Alison. Okay. Tell us all your secrets. All my secrets? <laughs> I don't think I have many secrets. Oh, but, that's no fun. Um, I... I think when I was about four, I believed that I was called to be a nurse. So um, at four, I, yeah, oh, and I wanted to be a nurse, and I believed that that was what I was supposed to do. So I followed that that pathway, and I became a nurse. Um, and I nursed in various different places, uh, mostly in Perth, and uh, did that until I was thirty-five, I think. Okay. And really enjoyed it. What and sort of like there's there's yep. nurse different different types, types of nursing. Yep. So I ended up being a clinical nurse um, on the ward uh, with um, in neurosurgery wards and neurology wards. Yeah. I kind of like the backs. Yeah, heads, backs, blood, that kind of stuff. Blood. Oh, I don't like. See, I couldn't. I can't do blood. <laughs> but, no. No, thank you. Yeah, lots of blood and lots of other different. Body Things like that, fluids. bodily fluids, okay. yeah. Let, let, why don't we move on? That'd be good. <laughs> Gareth, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, yeah, so born into an army family. I yes. think Brown would say a, a child of the regiment. Um, so officer parents, grew up in various places around Melbourne and then WA for most of my life. Mm-hmm. I was called to officership when I was 10. Um, so that's something we'll probably deal with a bit later. Um, I... Finished school, went to uni, didn't find it was really what I wanted to do. What did you study? Music. Ah. Oh. So um, music's been a huge part of my life. And um, found a job in a local music store and spent the next 10, 12 years doing that. Selling high school students their first instrument sort of yeah. thing? Or? Pianos, brass instruments, yep. all sorts of things. Okay. So you're at te- age of 10, you think you should be an officer. You go off and do this other thing. And at age of four, you think, oh, I'm going to be a nurse. Yeah. Um, at some stage, you thought, actually, I'm not going to be a nurse anymore. I'm going to be a Salvation Army officer. Well, actually, at the age of 16, I felt called to be a Salvation Army officer at a youth councils, which is an older type of youth gathering that we used to have. This is in? Perth. Perth, WA. Yep. Um and, but I parked that for a long time and uh, came back to it um, a lot later. Why did you park it? Because I, I think I just love nursing and I wasn't, I didn't feel I was ready. And in a way it was a good thing because I've found that the life experiences that I've had have been uh, really important to who I am now as a Salvation Army officer and how they guide uh, my practice and um, and which path I go. 
Do, do you find because you're a nurse you can deal with people, like, differently? I absolutely love people <laughs> and <laughs> um, although I do need a break from people and yeah. I recognise that, I absolutely love people and if you put me with people, I want to know all about them yep. and um, just have conversations with them that um, a lot of people, you know, in spaces that a lot of people won't go and I like that kind of, yeah, um, yeah getting to know people. Okay. Mm. And Gareth, 10 years old, you feel like you, you feel a call to officership, which is very young. Um, it's not the youngest we've had on the podcast, <laughs> but it's very young. Um, and then you, you, you kind of parked that as well because you went and did other things. Did you do that with a view that you'd come back to that calling one day or did you think, nah? I sort of left it there. They weren't accepting 10-year-olds at that stage. Um, I left it there and really went about my life um, knowing that that was in the background. Mm. There's always a, a pressure to follow the family business, not from not parents, from your family, family yeah. but from people, you know, core folk, people around you, um, and went through various life things, and we actually um, we looked at officership applying. We we became candidates a good number of years before we actually um, went forward. And we 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 looked at it. We started doing the studies and all those sort of things and really felt that doors were closing on us. It just wasn't for an easy ministry process. Or for the other? For, for officership. For okay, yep. And but this so, is important because a lot of people think that you, you think about a calling and all the doors mm. fly open and uh, you get whisked to Melbourne, you know, but oh, that, that's not your story. Not our story. And and we just, just felt at that time it wasn't right. Um, we hadn't been married for that long, or I don't think, at that time. And so we didn't have kids, any of that sort of stuff. And so we, again, parked it. We thought maybe that's, we've been obedient to the call and maybe the call isn't really that. Mm. And we were busy in the call from youth work, music stuff. This is at Perth Fortress? At Perth Fortress, Fortress, yes. Um, And so we thought, well, maybe it's not for us. Just keep going. And then... It sort of hit us again a number of years later. So talk to us about that then. A number of years later, you apply for what? We applied to, well, we wanted to be lieutenants and we started a conversation with our core officers about being lieutenants, which now is actually called auxiliary lieutenants. Um, and it was a three-year commitment, um, possibly doing another three-year term, but it wasn't actually full lifetime commitment, um, officership type. And um, we felt that we could fulfil that kind of role and we could stay where we were, not having to move, and that we could do that. So that's what we initially um, wanted to do and felt that God was leading us to do. So at this time, I was actually working as a ministry assistant at Perth Fortress. So what were you responsible for then? Um... Meeting leads, there was some areas of pastoral care, areas of admin, yep. all sorts of things. And this was with Bruce and Deb Stevens, Bruce, Lieutenant Bruce Colonel. And Deb Stevens, Bruce, yeah. Yeah, and Deb. So that, that would have been a good start <laughs> Absolutely. to ministry. Yeah. So you applied for auxiliary lieutenancy? Well, we didn't quite apply. Oh, you didn't apply. apply. You didn't get there. Okay. We talked about it and Bruce took the conversation higher and the, the response was... Um, 
I think these people are probably called to officership. Why don't you have a conversation with them about um, being cadets in appointment? And so that came back to us um, and we had 24 hours to respond. Oh, you got a whole day. That's good. Yes. So do you... Was it ever on your radar to move to Melbourne to go to training college, like in the traditional sense of that? But Or was it always, we, for whatever reason, we need to stay in Perth? It had been um, originally in that plan before where we were candidates and everything. But um, once we had our kids and um, it, it didn't seem the way, the pathway for us. Mm. So, no, and of course your dad wasn't well at that time either. Yeah, my dad uh, died uh, well, during, he, our, second yeah, during our second year um, of cadets in appointment. Okay. So he was diagnosed the year before with mesothelioma and, um, yeah, so we were able to stay uh, close to him and be there for that period of time, which was really good. Yeah. When you look back at being a cadet in appointment, what was it like? Because I, I, I know there are some people who, are, uh, uh, like right now, are exploring this as an option. Right. Um, for for reasons maybe of, of geographical, <laughs> yep. like staying where they are or, you know, being around family, friends and networks and all that sort of stuff. But it, it's probably not as easy as it sounds to be cadet an appointment um, because of the… Not at all. The other parts. Now, I don't want us to sort of dump on anybody, but… No. I mean, we can if you like. It's but, not part of that. But what… what how would you describe it to someone and would you have taken a different track given what you know now sort of thing? Look, our, our original reason for looking at auxiliary lieutenancy was that we have felt called to the mission of the call we were at. So we felt that yeah, that okay. three-year yep. would be good for us. Um, looking back, I think and I don't know what the situation is now with um, cadets in appointment, but the structure really wasn't strong around it. Well, it's much better now. That's very good. Good. Um, there was some. There was difficulties in dealing long distance with the college, um, so we, we sort of did our training through four or five different Bible colleges. Some In Perth? Some in Perth, some online, some distance going to Melbourne two weeks at a time, yeah. um, oh. all those sort of things. Mm. Even, you know, even dealing with our kids um, and all the time also, I mean, for our last year we were, we were core officers by ourselves out in the Wheatbelt town of Northam in West Australia and so had to fulfil those duties as well as the study. So you started at Fortress? Mm-hmm. Two years cadet appointments and then cadet appointments out at Northam. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is different because you you are you have all the weight of the responsibility, I suppose, for Absolutely. the leadership of the corps on your own. Mm. So we learned a lot in that time. What did you learn? <laughs> Come on, Alison. You thought you were about to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot about myself. Um, and it was strong, always strongly built into us about our calling. Um, you always go back, you, you know, when you go through tough times and you ask yourself, why am I doing this? It would be easier for me to do something else. And that's not just cadet an appointment, that's officership full stop. 
you always go back to why we're doing this and it comes back to our calling. And so there would be many times in our cadets and appointment life yep. where we would say, this is too hard, we want to go back. Mm. And it would go back to why are we doing this? This is our calling. Mm. God has called us to be Salvation Army officers. Mm. Very much believe that. I think it was, it was a difficult time, but I fortunately for for each of us, when one said, oh, we can't do this anymore, the other said, yes, you can, yes, you can. <laughs> it was and just was good that it was on the same day. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. <laughs> oh, we can't do this anymore. No, you're right, let's go. <laughs> that's right. Well, yeah. that's good. Mm. God is at work, that's good. That's I mean, right. But th- there are there are tough days, like obviously in yes. ministry and, you know, in a core that you don't get to determine when, you know, certain things happen and sort of a whether there's a pastoral response that needs to be made and, you might have an online course you got to do, and like trying mm. to manage all those mm. with a young family. I mean, that's. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to put people off. No, no. I just no. think for just this reality. Comment, it's just yeah. It's yeah. a it's, and that's the good thing. We we kind of say with these podcasts, it's just people eavesdropping in mm. on us chatting about uh, different things, so that people get an understanding of what of what it looks like. So you were at Northern for a year, and then you went to we were in Northern for two, two years. years. So one year as cadet appointment at the end of that year. We got the got call saying you're going to get commissioned. Yep. And it Finally. all happened in a flash. Like we had yeah. six weeks. We knew get, we were, get to Melbourne yeah. and get your family over here yep. and stand under a flag. And get some photos taken, all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> and uh, then we were lieutenants. Right. And yeah. spent another year at, at uh, Northern as CEOs, full-fledged officers, and then um, got moved at the end of that year to Floriot in West Australia, where previously my parents had been the officers 25 years before. Oh, okay. So you were sort of going back yeah. somewhat. And that's kind of a thriving little thing, isn't it? Floriot, I was over there last year. It seemed to be a bit happening. I don't know whether I just was there on a good day, you know. The... We, we loved being core officers mm. at Floriot. Yeah. It was, it was really, really good for us. And I felt really good for the court. We went through some really tough stuff personally. During that time, um, and the core went through some tough stuff as well. Yeah. So, but oh. there was good foundation laid. Yeah. Um, for the future. Yeah. After you left Florida, then you came to Melbourne. That's right. So, one of the things with cadet and appointments, I guess, is that you can, if for some people it works out that you can sort of do it at home, you know, serve at home, or train at home, then serve at home. Then to get a call to say, actually, here's what's next, you know, um, coming to Melbourne, all the stuff associated with that, and then you went to the Camberwell Corps. Is that right? Am I? Yes. I'm not making this up. If I'm making no. that up, just tell me because <laughs> I have I actually have done that before. <laughs> um, then you said so probably similar to Perth Fortress in some respects. It was the, our first day. I felt like it was it was in a way yeah, going home. Going home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, lovely. The the ten fifteen service was, you know, traditional army with some contemporary stuff in it as yeah. well. And, and that, but they have some outreach stuff, don't they? Have some pretty good outreach yeah. at camp. Well, they do. I know they do a house church. They do. Is it Ashburton? Ashburton. Yes. Yeah. Where Mitchell and Sally Stevens are at the moment. Yes. Doing their out, out placement. Yeah. Yep. And then there's uh, the youth. Don't they go offside? What is there a youth service at night or something? Youth service at six pm. Yeah. So it's, there's a, it's kind of a, a real community focus. And, and there's a lot of community stuff that happens. Meals. Three meals a week. Who's the guy that used to um, 
like organise all that. The Norm Norm yes. Gale Norm yep. Gale. I don't think I've ever met him, but the guy is he's, is a yeah, yeah he's well known. Great guy, Norm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So you guys, so you've got all this experience. You've you come to Melbourne, and when you look back on all that time of training, different appointments, what what do you say to people who are thinking about doing the same thing? There are times where you leave a room and you think, wow, I was just blessed, so blessed to be in that position. Mm. Whether it's being in a room where someone gives their life to Jesus for the first time, being in a room where you're, you're accompanying a family who's lost their father and husband, mm. being in a room where a husband and wife say, we can't do this any longer, to what we're doing at the moment, being in a room talking about the mission of the Salvation Army and how that's going to look in the new altogether. Yeah. And I think, wow, um, how blessed am I mm. to be? How do I get in the room? <laughs> and <laughs> And... How unworthy are we to be in that room? Mm. But blessed that God's chosen to use us in that way. In this way. Mm. Yeah, that's good. So what is the mission, the future mission of the Salvation Army? This is the stuff that people want to know, they want to sign up for if that if that's their thing. What do you what do you think God is stirring up the Salvation Army to do? The old chorus that's been going through my mind is that Jesus bids a shine. And the last line of that Chorus says, you in your small corner and I in mine. And it really should be struck because it's about us doing it together and grabbing together what we call as salvos, all salvos together, doing the mission that God's called us to, you know, faith pathways, caring for people, healthy communities, all this sort of stuff together rather than saying, me in my small corner, you in your small corner. Mm. It's no longer me, it's it's us. It's well, it's kind of been one of the, I guess, the, the trademarks of the Salvation Army is that it's mm. not, that we are a movement. Absolutely. Um, and maybe we've drifted away from, we sort of do the my small corner thing. Mm. Um, and really people exploring ministry, it's actually saying I, uh, it is my small corner, but I'm I'm open to the big, the big picture. Yeah. And I've, really feel that it's time for us, it's about what happens down at grassroots level rather than what happens at THQ. <laughs> it's not it's always this one way. down. I really hope that it's from the grassroots up yeah. rather from the heavens down. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you saying that THQ's heaven? <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> Just to be clear, it's not. <laughs> what about you, Alison? What have, you know, you think about the mission of the Salvation Army, you know, there's the nurse types out there listening, there's people in all sorts of professions. Why would they, why would they leave that and come and serve in the Salvation Army today? Because we're about transforming lives, one life at a time, aren't we, and sharing the love of Jesus. Now, in my nursing job, I could suss out who was a Christian and patients that came in and if they had a faith and all that kind of stuff. And I worked in a Catholic hospital, so we could talk about that stuff, which was fantastic. But I, it wasn't a place you could lead someone to Christ. It wasn't a place um, 
you could have lots and lots of faith conversations. Um, and, it, you know, it wasn't, um, there was something missing. And uh, the thing missing was that I could be in a place where I could um, share my faith openly and um, ask people, you know, be in a, a space where people could um, come to know more about that themselves and experience that for themselves. Yeah, that's good. And, and no different to working in a music shop. You yeah. have to make a decision. It doesn't mean you can't serve God. No, no not, not, at not at all. all. Not suggesting that for yeah. a minute, right? But, yeah. but if um, God has called you, mm. there is no other life. Mm. Mm. If God has called you to Salvation Army officership, then you really have no choice. Mm. <laughs> so back to that time, talking about calling. Remember we uh, we told you we had the 24 hours to get yeah, back yeah. to Bruce Stevens yes. to let him know? Yep. Well, that night was Songs to Practice and I uh, went to Witch's Choir, if you don't know what that is, <clears> and I went to choir and... Um, um, there was a song that wasn't going well and the song leader said, we can't sing that on Sunday, we'll go with Plan B. And uh, she said, that, right, Plan B, Plan B, that's Alison's song. And I had the solo and the words were, um, every time I fail to listen to God's voice and turn away from what he's planned for me. So that was the answer for um, my calling. And the 24, 24 hours, you know, and I think we had the answer within six or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So. So plan yeah. B wasn't that plan bad. Plan B. That was plan B. That was actually plan A. But yeah, that's right. But thought it was plan B. That's right. Okay. So. What, what do you hope for the future? you got a young family. you got a lifetime of ministry ahead of you. What, what do you see yourselves involved in? Um, given that, you know, the, the new space we're in with the Salvation Army? Ooh. It's really exciting to be where we are at the moment in the, the National Mission Department mm. um, and to be in some of the conversations you are and to explore. I'm really excited about the local mission delivery stuff, mm. um, the area leadership teams and, and the work of the area officers and how that can impact how we do mission in the Salvation Army. Um, at heart, I feel I'm a core officer. Um, however, we've been through some some tough stuff mm. in the last couple of years. Um, and I don't know whether we've got time to go through that now, but we've been in some tough mm. places and, and so we needed some time off front line. Um, and you put up your hand very reluctantly and say, I just need time out, knowing that you don't know where that leads you. And to be placed where we are at the moment, it's just, it's reinvigorated our... Mm. Well, it's hardly time out if you're no. still working in the mission department. Well, it's I thought, they it's said time to me, different, you know, it's, it's yeah, something What do you different. want to do? And I said, well, is there a spare territorial director of teaspoons or something <laughs> where I can hide myself for six months? But to be where we are just mm. is, yeah. I'm just mm. blown away where God has placed us at the moment. It's really uh, invigorated my, my calling and mm. passion, passion, absolutely. Calling, yeah, it's good. Mm. Just as we finish, what, we all like to give advice. Mm -hmm. right? I, you know, we, we talk, often talk about it in the podcast about 
you know, pearls of wisdom or people give them some advice. What, what would you say, you know, for people that are, are in this space of, oh, I don't know, like, you know, plan B, should we sing this song, should we do whatever? <laughs> or, I've, I've just done six years of uni, I want to be a nurse and yeah. do whatever. And, oh, if I stop that, does that mean I... Well, what do you I, say to people? Because you, you guys did this. Yeah, I would say it's okay to live your life, to live a bit of your life first and to experience, you know, have life experiences. Um, uh, I'd also, you know, I'd say also that it's not easy. Officership, um, whatever way you look at it, it's not easy. Um, but there are so many joys that come that... Um, that negates that if you, if you know, it's not an easy path. Um, and also um, just take one day at a time. Um, listen to God and see where he's leading you. Um, spend some time with him um, to see where that path might be, yeah. Okay. We've yeah. been so blessed by people who have invested in us mm. and it's amazing um, how... Our paths continue to cross. Um, so being in a place like Perth Fortress, mm. we've had some really good officers. Yep. Um, and people mm. who've gone through that that space. Um, even like Lance and Anne Jeffrey were our um, youth workers at Perth Fortress for a small time and, and now we, we see them almost every day. Mm. Gary and Julie Grant, Bruce and Deborah Stevens, Brian and Jenny Pratt, mm-hmm. people who have come into our, our lives and invested in us Mm. and shown us the way how to invest in others. Um, find yourself some good people. Mm. Invest yourselves in good people. Yeah, and be that's, good That's people. our greatest joy. Yeah. Be good yeah. people. Be investors as that's well. That's our greatest joy is yeah. to see how oh. God just works in the lives of other people. We've yeah. been incredibly blessed the last few weeks because we've um, listened to Sally Stevens and Mitchell Stevens speak mm-hmm. um, and we were... Um, working with them at Florian when we were there, and also Stacey Golding. We saw a video of her and we worked with Stacey at Florian as well. Stacey now works at DHQ in the youth department. Yeah. Oh, yes. I know. know Yeah, Yeah. absolutely blessed to hear these people that we've had um, a mentor role or, you know, another role with and um, seeing what God's doing with them now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Terrific. Any final thoughts? Final word? Officership isn't for everyone, mm. but it's if it's for you. Yeah, and cadet and appointment is not easy, um, but I would say neither is uh, moving to Melbourne um, to to live at the college. Yes. So, um, you know what it, what fits you best. Um, it's good that these options are available yeah. now, and yeah. um, you know seek God and see what He says about it too. These are good days to be involved in Salvation Army. Yeah, if you go to the uh, Eva Burroughs College website, there are um, some training modes that have been released. So there are different ways of training. So if you want to dial into that, you can have a look. And if you've got any questions, you can send me an email at matt.reeve at aus.salvationarmy.org um, and we'd love to chat with you more. We have representatives at each state. So if uh, you want to talk to someone locally, go out for a coffee and um, there's plenty of people to, to chat with. Uh, Alison and Gareth, thanks very much for taking the time Thank to you. chat with us. We are inspired by a story, you know, recognising mm. where you've come from and what mm. God is doing and 
more so what God is going to do. Um, we look forward to that. So bless you both and thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for joining us for more about Officership. You can join the conversation at facebook.com forward slash SA Candidates Australia. If you want to explore Officership further, please speak to your local core officer or candidate secretary. The Salvation Army needs more leaders. Is God asking for more of you?